Beauty, glamour and fat paychecks are amongst the first few things that cloud our mind when we think of fashion industry. Where on one end, these are a major part of fashion industry, there are dark secrets and many challenges making it backbreaking for many people. To reveal this and more, we have a very special person. Let's welcome an amazing women entrepreneur determined to reach the top and make a mark for her dreams. She's the founder of Startup Fashion Week and co-founder of Fash PR. She is Jodi Goodfellow. Jodi, welcome to Bay Street Diary. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. To start with, let's hear about you and the story behind seeding and growing Startup Fashion Week and Fash PR. Yeah, so it's a long story. I hope you have lots of time because <laughs> just like most entrepreneurs, um, my businesses certainly didn't happen, you know, from, you know, the first plan that I had. It was kind of a gradual, um, constantly evolving sort of experience. Mm -hmm. So um, what actually happened was many years ago, I actually launched a startup called Fashion Forward. It was an online marketplace to buy and sell gently worn clothing or clothing that maybe hasn't been worn that's still in someone's closet. And so I launched that here in Canada um, with great success, but unfortunately I couldn't get investors on board. And so I realized that there was a lot of um, similar struggles that were happening to a lot of entrepreneurs here in Toronto that had launched interesting fashion or fashion tech startups. And so I wanted to help them um, get to the next level. And I figured that some of those startups were lacking in exposure, in PR, um, marketing experience, networks within the industry, etc. So I looked at how can I help? How can I help these startups get to the next level? And I decided that what they needed was a platform where they could actually participate in a fashion week that was really just exclusive to startups. Yeah. So that's what I did. I launched Startup Fashion Week back in 2014. So it's been about seven years. I launched it here in Toronto and it was such a big success and it was quite amazing to see something start from nothing once again yeah. and to take, to take an idea and have a whole community supporting me, that was pretty amazing. Um, so Startup Fashion Week has grown. We're now the world's only multi-city fashion week in Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver. That's amazing. Which is incredible and very exciting um, because we're really trying to put the focus on Canadian fashion. There's a lot of talent here, a lot of undiscovered talent that we want to really put in the spotlight. Yeah. So um, with a lot of success with Startup Fashion Week, because I run it almost like an incubator, um, where I help all these entrepreneurs and designers really um, tighten their business skills a little bit and polish them up, yeah. um, because a lot of them really are just mostly um, into the creative side of their business and really not as skilled in the business aspect. And so because of doing all of that, I found that I was getting a lot of our alumni coming back to me asking for additional support, whether it was with um, making connections in the industry or helping them with their PR and marketing um, or just helping them polish up all of their digital assets so that they were media ready. Um, I was getting a lot of them coming back to me and so that's how I decided to actually launch 
Fash PR. Okay. So it's a second business that I created and I created it with a business partner. Um, her name is Eamon and uh, she was one of the girls on my team with Startup Fashion Week since the beginning. And um, she also has a lot of skills that I don't have. So blended together, we offer a lot of great skills um, to put together into Fash PR, offering different services to fashion, beauty, and lifestyle businesses. Okay. So you can see, it wasn't really just like um, a, an original plan, it just kind of happened. So it's very interesting how you became mentor for all these upcoming designers. Absolutely, <laughs> it's been fun, it's been exciting. Um, I've learned a lot actually myself through all of these experiences, you know, and through all of the people that I have met as well. Um, putting together a fashion week wasn't something that I planned really. Yeah. Um, and I certainly didn't have experience. I never volunteered for a fashion week before. So for someone to just have the idea and run with it is, you know, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, but I certainly met a lot of great people and learned a lot from, from them. You know, um, learn, I learned a lot from our photographers that sure. would come and participate uh, with Startup Fashion Week. I learned a lot about, you know, um, sourcing locations and venues through photographers. Yeah. So I've learned a lot of interesting things and gained a lot of valuable skills just from the people that I've, I've met with from the industry. Oh, that's great to know your story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, a women entrepreneur with big dreams, a great business idea, but unfortunately prevailing in the ecosystem of gender inequality. Tell us about your worst professional challenges and what was your take on that? Wow, so there's been a lot of challenges um, working in this industry. Uh, part of, I guess, the part of the biggest challenge I think for me when I was launching Startup Fashion Week was being taken seriously okay. from all of the bigger industry players, from the bigger media, um, things like that. You know, because I wasn't really from the fashion yeah. industry, yeah. I was kind of unknown um, to most people. So, you know, there was there was a lot of challenge with getting. Uh, people to accept that I was going to do this with integrity and um, you know my policy is is that or I guess my mantra not really a policy but my mantra is that um, I think in business the most important thing is to build authentic relationships and to do business in an authentic way and I think that's how I was able to build a lot of great connections within the industry and build trust with them as well um, but yeah, I mean, certainly it's it's very difficult, and you know, there's there's a lot of um, differences within the industry. It's sometimes not an e easy industry to be sure. in. A lot of personalities, a lot of jealousy, sometimes yeah. a lot of competition. Um, so that can sometimes be a little overwhelming, but. I think if you build a good team and you have a lot of support by the right people, you can kind of navigate through all of these things and, yeah. and get great results afterwards. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, in fact, uh, I interview so many entrepreneurs and everybody, they talk about their teams, how important Absolutely. it is. Absolutely, it really is. And I think when you, know, you put yourself out there, um, you kind of... I guess attract certain personalities and certain people um, to be within your networks and um, you know I think it's amazing the results that can come of that because I know for myself I on my team with Startup Fashion Week there's myself 
Um, there's Eamon who's been part since day one and then I also have an assistant producer based in Montreal. Okay. She's now moving to Vancouver okay. um, but her name is Nicole and the three of us together um, have different experiences, different networks, different skills, different backgrounds and I think as a team we are so solid. It's amazing yeah. what a team of three can do because I know most fashion weeks are you know big productions they require big teams sure. a lot of um, teams with people who have major clout as well in the industry that's also very common and we're three people who maybe a lot of people don't know and we're able to pull it all off but I think it's because we work so well together and we also have the same values and I think that's really important and Jodi, I have been from the fashion industry for past 15 years, I would say. Working from Southeast Asia, I have sourced merchandise for numerous labels and brands in North America. I think I understand this industry well. The industry has been hit bad, real bad, by the COVID-19 situation. What is that Startup Fashion Week and Fash PR are doing to protect their clients from current crisis? It is really affecting um, all, I think all industries have been affected really. And um, for us, you know, at Startup Fashion Week, we've been affected too because we can't really host our events. I had to cancel our events in Montreal, cancel our event in Vancouver. Oh, that's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking because a lot of small businesses really rely on us to be able to help them and help their businesses grow. Um, so it's been very difficult for the event industry and of course um, with the PR industry, with Fash PR, that's also been very difficult. We've had a lot of um, small businesses reach out to us in panic mode trying to figure out, okay, how do I jump this hurdle because yeah. um, we didn't expect this to happen and we're not quite sure how to navigate around it. So we've been having a lot of conversations with entrepreneurs on how to sort of maybe pivot their business slightly and how to um, rethink their marketing strategies as well, okay. um, which has been really beneficial, I think, for them. And I think sometimes a lot of entrepreneurs, they just, they, they need to get uh, opinions from someone outside of their um, business because you know when you're so focused on something yeah. um, it's hard for you to sometimes see outside that you know focus what, what you normally would typically think would be a good solution so so getting advice from someone else I think is very helpful um, we also launched something called project gratitude okay. which was really exciting so we did this in partnership with both of these businesses startup mm -hmm. fashion week and fashion PR okay. so I did a call to action to designers across Canada asking them if you've been um, making non-medical face masks I asked them to send a sample into me a couple samples um, so that I could actually donate a box to premier Doug Ford wow. and also mayor John Tory as well so that they can see the whole collective together where they can see you know how differently um, fashion businesses are pivoting quickly to address the the need for essential goods yeah. to keep our community safe 
Um, I it's think it's really initiative. yeah, it is, and it's been and it worked out really well. It's been very exciting, and for me, it was exciting because I got to see all the different yeah. masks that designers were making, and just even seeing the difference in packaging, um, the difference in design. It was really cool. It just shows how much talent we have in this country, and we had designers that participated from the East Coast, from the West Coast. We had designers p participating from Montreal, and these were all out of interest because we're all in this together, even though I was delivering them just to the Ontario Premier and Toronto's Mayor, it doesn't mean that excludes the rest of them. Yeah, sure. They wanted to be part of this because they wanted to say thank you for keeping us safe because we're very lucky to be Canadian, I think, yeah. and um, they've done a great job. So it was really exciting and um, I can say that uh, one great thing that happened as a result was Premier Doug Ford actually called me the day I dropped them off to his wow. office and he was very excited and really touched that designers would actually come together like this um, and he was really amazed by all of the incredible creativity as well and he was just so extremely thankful yeah. um, that we did something like this and he sent me a photo actually of him wearing one of the masks on Canada Day to show support to the fashion industry and also to small businesses, yeah. which I think is great. And that's what we want because obviously we know that the fashion industry has, like you said, um, had to take a lot of twists and turns. Sure. Um, you know, so one of the ways in which they've pivoted, um, some of the bigger brands, they turned their manufacturers into, instead of uh, producing their own you know line and collection they stopped that and some of them were starting to produce like hospital garments and things like yeah. that um, and then of course the smaller brands were able to react by creating face masks yeah. face masks and adding that as part of their collection um, so it's it's been interesting you know I think that also a one good thing for our industry is is that we were already kind of set up to do a lot of online business and some businesses some industries weren't so yeah. that's one benefit I think for the fashion industry is most brands and most designers were already set up for online business yeah. and um, I think that's where we're gonna see a lot of attention is now um, gonna be focused on online businesses and and online consumerism is gonna really skyrocket it was before already but I think it's going to definitely continue to really increase right. for sure so I think one of the uncertainties is really how are the fashion brands going to be able to navigate through this who have brick-and-mortar stores yeah. because the cost of rent um, certainly has been an issue and, um, and not too many people are going to visit their stores exactly and even during the reopening um, you know their traffic isn't as as high as it was so I'm just curious to see if those businesses are going to be able to survive that way um, so I think it's important to you know have a strategy and think ahead because this is you know this isn't over yeah. um, and we can certainly expect more changes to come but I do think that businesses need to start to strategize and come up with you know a plan A, B, C and D and uh, that's what we do with some of our clients at, through Fash PR so Okay, Jodi, other than COVID-19, which I'm keeping my fingers crossed is going to end soon. Yeah. Enlighten us on some of the struggles the Canadian entrepreneurs and upcoming designers face. 
So I hear so many frustrations all the time when I'm working with designers, Canadian designers in particular, and a lot of them have frustrations over um, the inability to find um, manufacturers that are able to produce, you know, smaller uh, runs because they have smaller, um, you know, clientele. They don't have mass businesses. They're not mass producing. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest struggles I continuously yeah. hear about. And because of that, a lot of them have to outsource and um, have all of their products uh, produced, you know, overseas. Whereas in Canada, um, a lot of the production and manufacturer companies, they're, they're really just not capable of, of doing smaller runs. And so that's one of the frustrations um, that I've heard from designers in particular mm -hmm. is not being able to produce in Canada um, or not being able to find, um, having difficulty finding um, production, uh, you know, and manufacturing, yes. you know, anywhere in the world that's able to do quality um, for their production. So that's one of the biggest struggles that I've heard. Um, I also hear too a lot of designers, you know, they're, they're always frustrated with who to trust in the industry too. Yeah. Um, because and especially for overseas production absolutely and so that's quantities are small the prices are sky touching exactly and I know that a lot of um, designers and small businesses here in Canada they're, they're they have very small budgets mm -hmm. and some of them can't you know even afford or don't want to take the risk of investing in going to visit some of these places either mm -hmm. um, so it's sometimes not an option so having to having the ability to build trusting relationships um, whether it's locally or even overseas that can be a very difficult and long process mm -hmm. um, sometimes it can be a costly process because you have to go through you know a certain amount of cycles in order to figure out who you can or can't trust yeah, yeah. right um, so I know that that is a big a big concern as well within the industry mm -hmm. um, but there's there's so many challenges that I hear of and um, I think that you know the, we're lucky here in Toronto because we do have a great ecosystem. Yeah. We do have, we also have a great tech ecosystem and True. I'd like to see that those um, two communities would blend together a little more because I think they can learn from one another. Um, there's there's a lot of great things that we, we do have here in Toronto or even in Canada that sometimes get overlooked. Yeah. But, um, but I do think that some of the challenges that designers have is mostly about production and, and trust and that sort of thing. Right. And if Jodi was to make one change in the fashion PR industry, what would that be and why? That's a very tough question because <laughs> there's so many things that, from my observations personally, that I would love to change. Um, but I, I think that I would like I would like consumers to have more awareness of Canadian brands. And, and for that reason, because I would like to see uh, more Canadians supporting Canadian businesses. Mm -hmm. So I think for, for in, or, in order to establish that, there needs to be more support through media. Okay. There needs to be more support through the government, whether it's financial or through other creative ways of being able to support small businesses in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that that's something that needs to be addressed very soon because yeah. we really want to start supporting Canadian businesses. And, it, and the only way that we can do that is by creating more awareness. Right. Makes sense. Yes. 
Now let's hear the golden words. What advice do you have for youngsters seeking their career in fashion and PR industry? So I, the best advice I can give is to work with someone who's experienced in the industry first. Okay. So whether it's through volunteering or if you can find an internship, um, working with someone who has experience, you're going to really understand how things work. And you know, the, you're going to also learn a lot of things through experience yep. or through experiential learning that you won't necessarily learn when you do or if you do decide to go to college or, or other types of schools to be able to get the you know, foundational skills in that particular you're area. You're a true example. You learn through your experience. <laughs> Absolutely. I do. I'm definitely an experiential learner. That's, that's definitely how I learn best. Yeah. Um, but for sure, I think that that is the best way in which people can navigate through this yeah. whole industry, whether you want a career in PR or even in fashion, working with um, a PR agency um, or working with even a magazine or a publication uh, that you aspire to work for in the yeah. future, I think would definitely help you in the long run um, because it helps you build your networks. It helps you understand all the ins and outs and how everything really works um, and and I just think that overall you you just get a better experience and 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 a better understanding of if this is something that really you want to pursue on a long-term basis sure well thank you Jody for sharing your life lessons with our viewers <laughs> thank you so much and thank hopefully you. your viewers will definitely check out startup fashion week um, when it is gonna be happening again <laughs> we don't know yet um, but they can certainly check for updates on startupfashionweek.com or if there's anyone out there who's looking for any PR services they can visit our website at fashpr.com as well definitely thank you so much thank you so friends, that was a good chat with Jody Goodfellow from Startup Fashion Week and Fash PR. We'll see you very soon with yet another successful entrepreneur from Canada. Till then, keep following Bay Street Diary, subscribe to our YouTube channel, listen to our podcast, and very importantly, keep spreading love. Stay safe, follow social distancing.